Hello, my name is Stanley Bill. You're listening to Notes from Poland. Welcome back to a brief history of Poland. In this mini-series of podcasts, I'm presenting over a thousand years of Polish political and cultural history from 966 until today. In this short bonus episode, I'm going to take a bird's-eye view of Polish history, flying through the whole millennium in five minutes to identify the key geopolitical trends. The word Poland, or Polska in Polish, comes from the word pole, meaning field. It has become a truism to say that Poland's often traumatic historical fate has been dictated by its location on unprotected fields or plains with no natural barriers to east or west, in an intermediate position, always in between, between east and west, between Russia and Germany, between the great Eurasian heartland and the European rim, between land powers and sea powers, between periphery and core. So what does the course of Polish history look like from a bird's eye view? If we look at the map of Poland's region from the country's symbolic beginnings in 966 until today, we see a state expanding and contracting, changing position, shifting from west to east and back again, and even disappearing from the map in this area of Eastern European fields and plains. For most of its history, Poland has been an intermediate power, a periphery, or a semi-periphery, in economic, political, and cultural terms. In 966, it attaches itself to the West by accepting Latin Christianity through a cross-national institution centred in Rome thus abandoning its own earlier cultural and pagan religious traditions in order to secure its western borders against the growing danger of German expansionism. From this moment, it begins its own process of expansion into the east over several centuries. It becomes an eastern power, and it does so, above all, through union with its neighbours with the ancestors of today's Lithuanians, Belarusians and Ukrainians. The enormous success of this creation, this union between the West and the East, called the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth, has even inspired more recent projects to construct cooperative arrangements in this same vulnerable peripheral region. Proposals like the Three Seas Initiative, involving countries between the Baltic, the Black Sea and the Adriatic today. By the 17th century, the Polish kingdom had increasingly come to dominate this union, eventually destabilizing it, and the tide of history begins to turn. The great Eurasian heartland begins to consolidate in the rising Muscovite and later Russian state, which begins to push west into Europe. Poland now finds itself stuck in the position that it would occupy for the next few centuries, between Western powers especially Germany, intent on expansion into the limitless resources of the East, and the Eastern power of Russia, intent on expansion into the economically developed territory of the European Rim. In World War II, Poland was among the primary victims of the culmination of this contest, which ended in the victory of the Eurasian power of the USSR, which extended its influence for the first time as far as Berlin. 
This project ultimately proved unsustainable, and Eurasian influence retreated, leaving Poland, as in 966, once again on the periphery of Europe, attached to the West through a cross-national institution, this time not the Western Church, but the European Union. After 1989, the country has largely followed an imitative path of economic and perhaps cultural development as a semi-peripheral state becoming richer and more developed, pushing for full membership of the European core. Today the country is at the crossroads. Many Poles, including those in the current government, are questioning the imitative path of modernization. But the alternative to this path remains somewhat unclear. In the meantime, new challenges are rising in the era of developing conflict between the US and China, the old superpower, and a new one. Poland may find itself once again in a key position between Eurasia and Europe, as China develops its Belt and Road Initiative, its new Silk Road, seeking to turn the land bridge that Poland partly constitutes into the key connecting point of the world in place of the seas that have supported US supremacy. The last 30 years have been an unprecedented period of prosperity and stability for Poland, but the wheels of history may be turning again. After last week's first episode on the symbolic beginnings of a Polish state in the year 966, I'll be continuing this brief history of Poland over a series of episodes, taking you all the way into the 20th century and up to the present day. But I'll also be doing some more interviews with interesting people on this podcast, including upcoming discussions with Timothy Garten-Ash and Agata Gostyńska-Jakubowska. The Notes from Poland podcast is available in all the main podcast directories, but also on our website, notesfrompoland.com, where you can find all the breaking news from the country, as well as deeper insights into politics, society, history and culture. Thanks for listening to Notes from Poland.